Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Can somebody say power? You know, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, God didn't fill you so that you can be some little old weak Christian just barely getting by. He said, when I give you something, I'm going to give you something to make a change in your life. I'm going to give you something that's going to redirect you. I'm going to give you something that's going to change the way you think, how you act, what you do, how you treat people. He said, I'm going to give you power. Can somebody say power? The first scripture that I want to give you today, it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Let me tell you something, saints of God. Now is the time for us to do something. We got too many Christians that keep sitting back and they're just waiting on God to do something. I know I already heard what you said, but pastor, I don't have much. How, how can I do anything? Because I don't have what I need to have. I, I don't have that house. I don't have that car. I don't have that job. I don't have those resources. And let me tell you something. You can't build on don't haves. You build on what you got. And if we can get around to understanding, what is that in your hands? Moses wanted to complain about everything that he didn't have. I can't, I can't, 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 can't speak, God. I can't go in there and tell the people that you want to deliver them, God. I don't have the resources, God. I don't have the connection that I need, God. I didn't come from the right family, God. I didn't go to seminary school, God. I didn't grow up under the right denomination, God. I didn't grow up on the right tracks, God. And God says, what did I give you? While you're complaining about what you don't have, let me show you what you got. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the time for you to get up and make a difference in your own life. Stop depending on everybody else to do something for you. Listen, listen, I know people are waiting on God to do something, and God is sitting back waiting on you. What you waiting on? I'm waiting on God. I'm, I'm waiting on God to do something. I'm waiting, on, I'm waiting on God to open the door. I'm waiting on God to give me a job while you sit at home and don't fill out a, a resume. I'm, I, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I hadn't even logged on to find out what jobs are available, but I'm waiting on God for a job because I opened the Bible. I went to the book of job and it said that I got a job in the Bible. Hello, somebody. Let me encourage you some more. The second verse I want to give you is from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. I'm giving you a lot of word because I know if the word can get in you, man, then I can get some faith in you because you can't operate in what I'm getting ready to talk about unless you got some faith. If you don't have enough faith, you're not going to be able to operate in what God is about to tell you. Behold, I will do a new thing. It's the word kadash. It means to renew, repair, and refresh. Let me just stay there for one second. God says, behold, I do a new thing. How many of you want new things in your life right now? But let me tell you something. If you're so stuck in the old, you can't capitalize on the new. Well, God used to do this, and, and we used to be able to do that, and God used to move that way, and, and denominations will tell you that God don't even heal today. That's what he used to do. Even though the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today. So if the Bible says he's the same yesterday, 
And if he was healing yesterday, and he was, then he should be the same today. Now, if that's not true, then you got to take that scripture out of the Bible. Because if he was healing yesterday, and he was, he's healing today, and he is, and he'll be healing tomorrow. Hello, somebody. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and come on. Talk to me this morning. John said he was in the spirit in the Lord's day. He said, he said, come up here and I'll show you things which is, which was, and which is to come. It's the same God who said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the He said, I'm first. So it has to be a divine God who knows the beginning. Hello, somebody. He said, I'm doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? He said, when I do this thing, you should know it. He said, I'm not going to do this in secret. Let me tell you something. What the blessings that God is about to put on the church is not going to be in secret. He's getting ready to bless the church, man. Everybody is going to know it. Now, if you don't want any part of that, that's okay. I'll take my part. Annually. Because I got to make a difference in the world. Right? Because he gave me the Holy Ghost to make a difference. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you can run around the church speaking tongues and all that other stuff that people use the Holy Spirit for. He gave you the Holy Ghost so that you can do things for his name's sake. As a matter of fact, that don't even belong to you. It's his gift. He said, I will even make a way in the wilderness. I don't know if anybody felt like you've been in the wilderness. See, when, when you're in a wilderness, that's a dry place. When you're in a wilderness, it's a, it's a place where you don't understand. It's hot. You are you lost. You don't know where you're going. You try to read the Bible. Nothing is making sense. You try to you try to praise God and you don't feel anything. It's like you're praying to a, a brass heaven and an iron earth. Nothing is happening. And you go to church. You don't feel anything. And, and man, man, you get around Christians and, and you don't even like it. That's a wilderness. He said, listen. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen, you don't find rivers in the desert. But God, you know what God is saying? He said, even in your dry place, I'll make sure that the Holy Spirit flows. I don't know about you, but I've been in dry places. You, you've been, how many of you been in a dry place before? In a wilderness before? Man, come on, come on. I don't like that wilderness. But God says, if, you, if I can just get you to turn your heart towards me to build an intimacy. Somebody say that word, intimacy. Say it slower. Into me, see? Intimacy is see into me. See, when you get close to, see, when I get close to this thing right here. See, I don't mind being vulnerable because the intimacy level that we have, I allow her to see into me. Watch yourself now. I allow her. <laughs> don't start nothing. <laughs> don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Amen. <laughs> you know I get giddy when you do stuff like that. So, where, where was I? It, <laughs> I'm already sweating. So, intimacy means I allow myself to be vulnerable with her. Because if I'm not vulnerable, she can't see into me. See, that means that I'm not afraid to show her who I really am. 
Uh-huh. And she's not afraid to show me who she is. And out of that, we get a relationship. God, God really don't give you relationships. He gives you time. Now, let, me, let me just see if I can break something down for you. God does not give you money. He gives you time. What you do with your time, you, like I say, I go to the bank. I give the bank a certain amount of my time. And I have an expectation that with my time, I get a check. And if I don't get that check, I'm going to spend some time with HR. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. So, so, so God don't give you money. He gives you time. He gives rich people the same 24 hours that he gives a poor person in the ghetto or the poor white person in the trailer park. You got 24 hours. What are you going to do with your time? And since you're sitting back complaining about what somebody else got, then you need to focus on what you don't have so you can move from don't haves and go into some have. They have 24 hours just like you do. But I'd rather spend my time getting something than complaining about what I don't have. Hello, somebody. He doesn't give us relationships. He gives us time. And what Elaine and I did, we started spending time with one another, and we traded a relationship. A relationship with Jesus Christ is not just going to happen. He gives you, come on, somebody say it. He gives you what? And what you do with that time is you spend time in the Bible. You spend some time worshiping. You spend some time praying. You spend some time praising God. Worshiping him, giving him words of adoration, and out of that time you trade a relationship into me. See? So when you have that relationship with God, what you're saying, God, I want you to see into me. You see all my flaws, God. You see all my weaknesses. You see everything I grope about. Matter of fact, God, you, you even know what I was crying about last night. When I laid my head on a pillow and the tears from one eye rolled down the crown of my nose into the other eye, God, you were right there. And I still love you. Into me. See? That's what God is desiring from us. It's an intimate relationship with him. And people say, well, I don't know how to do that. It's easy. Spend some time. It's just like in the natural. And if you're married, how did you do it in the natural? You spent some time and a lot of it. And you connected on levels. Can't nobody connect like that unless you're married. Hello. Time. Jesus says, I want you to, I want to marry you. Good God Almighty. See, 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 only in the spirit. Is when a man can be a bride. He said, I'm coming back for a church, a bride. Because, see, in the spirit, is neither male nor female. I don't see why women should be preaching. Well, in the spirit, is neither male. And some women can preach a whole lot better than. Uh, let me just set the record straight. I don't mind women preachers, because in the spirit is neither male. That comes from denominationalism. That comes from a male chauvinist. They want to keep their finger on women. But no, women are liberated. Matter of fact, Jesus Christ is a woman that liberated women. 
if you read the Bible in the book of Luke, it'll tell you that it was women that financed his ministry. Hello? So women in this church should be liberated in this house. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now, some of y'all might have been in ministries that you knew you weren't going to go too far. How many of y'all was in a ministry? You know, as a woman, there was only so far you were going to go. I got two people. Go join one of those ministries, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Amen? Isaiah, in this scripture right here, what he was trying to do, he was trying to encourage the children of Israel to not focus so much on what God did in the wilderness. Because sometimes you will focus so much on the last great spiritual thing God did that he can't show you any new thing that he wants to do. I remember, boy, the Holy Spirit fell, and I felt like this. When was that? Oh, that was 10 years ago. Wait a minute. You don't have anything new. God hasn't done anything new. You haven't had, hello, somebody. Nothing new in 10 years? You hadn't had an encounter with God in 10 years? 10 years? And God is saying, I do a new thing? Now, either the Bible is a lie, or you're just not getting what God has for you. He said, I'm doing a new thing. And listen, saints of God, this new thing that God is doing in the earth today may not look like what we've seen before. You might have seen people fall out in the floor. But God says he's doing a new thing. So I look for new things that God is going to do, new manifestations of his glory. I have no idea what God is about to do in his church, but I have an expectation that he's going to do something new. I have an expectation that he's going to do something new in me. I want a new encounter with God. I want to experience him on new levels. I want to experience the revelation of his word like I never have before. I want the favor of God to be on my life. I want to be able to operate on a whole new level with God that people will come to me and want to get, get hope in a hopeless situation. I want to be the light and the glory of God. I want to be a powerful influence. I want to be the salt because salt gives influence to anything that that it touches. If you put salt on snow, it melts. If you put salt on meat, it tenderizes it. And God wants to tenderize us. And what we need to do is to be robbed in the community so that we can change the community. But if you're looking for old stuff and God is trying to do a new thing, he can't use you. Somebody say a new thing. Say, God, do a new thing in me. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with status quo. There is more that God has for us. Let me give you another scripture here. Check this one out. I love this one. I gave it to you last Sunday, and I got to give it to you again. It said, for if we keep silent at this time, let me tell you something, saints of God. You can't keep silent right now. This is not the time for the Christians to start running in the closets and keeping your mouth closed. This is the time for you to speak out about your king. And listen, don't worry about what the, what the naysayers or the, the culture is saying, that you, it's separation of church and state. That, that ain't even in the Constitution. Hello. They need to read the Constitution so they know what's in it. And if you don't know what's in it, then you don't even know what you can do. He said, the Bible says, for if I keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will not come to the, the Jewish people but from another place. Listen, listen, I don't want God to step over me because I wouldn't do what he called me to do to get somebody else to do it. 
See, this, this is what the Bible is saying. He said, if you keep silent, if, if you don't do what I have called you to do, he said, I will step over your unbelieving self, and I will get somebody that's going to do what I have called them to do. Listen, while you sitting back waiting on God, God said, I ain't waiting no longer. I'm going to have to get somebody to turn this thing up. I'm trying to do a new thing while you stuck in the old. He said, I can't give you your future because your hands are so full of your past. Paul said, I, I, can't, I can't grab a hold of my future until I let go of my past. And some people in here, you've got such a stronghold on your past, uh, past things that you've been through, past relationships, uh, past words that somebody has said to you, past uh, relationships with people in the church that were ungodly. And you live your life today based on what somebody said in your past. Am I talking to the right people in here this morning? And you're trying to figure out why I can't figure this stuff out because you, your hands are too full of the past. You need to drop that stuff so God said, listen, I can put something new in your hands. I don't know. I'm excited about that. What is it all going to look like? I don't know. I have no idea. But I think it's going to be good. I think you're going to like it. Somebody said, I won't keep silent. Check this out. Who knows? Perhaps. You have come to the kingdom. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, saints of God, that God allowed you to be born at this particular time for such a time as this. And if that is true, and I believe that it is, then if you're here for such a time as this, you can't keep silent. Now we must be more vocal. Trust me, I will be vocal no matter where I go because people are dying and going to hell. The only thing that's going to set them free is the gospel of the kingdom. Everybody is not going to like this word, saints. Everybody is not going to like you talking about righteousness. They're not going to like you talking about holiness. They're not going to like you talking against sin, fornication, all that stuff. They ain't going to like it. They didn't like it when Jesus talked about it. Truth is the only thing that sets us free. And God says it's time for us to give him a sound. We cannot keep silent, saints of God. If you keep silent, somebody is going to grope in darkness. If you keep silent, somebody won't get to the king. If you keep silent, somebody will continue to be depressed. If you keep silent, somebody's going to continue to be confused. If you keep silent, somebody won't find out their raison d'etre, their reason for living. God wants to use his church. He wants to supersede the pulpit so that he can transform the people. Far too long, you've hyped up the superman and the superwoman. Those days are gone. God is saying, I'm doing a new thing where healing is going to break out in the people in the church, and they're going to have nothing to do with the person in the pulpit. He said, I'm doing a new thing. I'm telling you, I'm seeing some of you in places right now, in the marketplace, where you don't even feel like you even in there with God, and God said, I'm going to use you in spite of you. When you don't even feel all holy and all righteous. Let me tell you something. It's in those times when people say they see God on me, and I don't even feel like God is on me. I'm like, what? They say, oh, I just see God all over you, and I just feel so dirty. Because I didn't feel, I, didn't, I wasn't praying that morning. I wasn't fasting. But they say, man, I see God all over you. And I'm like, oh, praise God. 
And now I'm, I'm nervous because I'm like, now, God, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's, that is going to be a, a, a regular occurring thing in the body of Christ. You're just going to be standing in line, minding your own business. Somebody is going to see the power of God on you, and they're going to come up to you, and they're going to say, hey, you got something I need. You. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I wouldn't save all my life. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you come out of the streets. See, when you got a street pastor, boy, you just never know where he's going to go. But if you got a pastor, he's been saved. He came out the womb saved, speaking in tongue and repelling off of the umbilical cord. That wasn't my testimony. <laughs> You got a pastor come off of the street. Some of that street stuff come up. Amen. All right, let's move on, y'all. <laughs> Write this down. We must be delivered from a mute spirit. That spirit which tries to silence the voices of God's people and God's preachers. See, there is a mute spirit that's going around in the nation today. Let me tell you, they're trying to shut the church up. You can't, you, you no, we don't, we don't want to talk about Jesus in the marketplace. Then, then you can't hire me. Because, see, I'm not only going to talk about Jesus. Jesus walks with me. Talks with me. He reassures me that everything is going to be all right. As a matter of fact, it ain't even up to you to give me the job. Jesus says, if the job is mine, it's mine. Why? Because he knows I'm going to stand for him. In the midst of persecution. Why? Because God knows I'm not afraid. Because I've been delivered from a mute spirit. There are people that don't mind talking about Islam. They don't mind talking about that Jehovah's Witness and stuff either. They come, they come up bold, right? They come up bold. People that live in that alternate lifestyle, they're bold up in your face. And I'm bold in that face. Well, Jesus can heal you. You get too close, boy, you're going you to get delivered up in this mug. We're going to have revival up here at this bank. See, I, I, I live on that level because I truly believe God wants to transform the marketplace. He can't do it if he got Christians with a mute spirit. You scared to say, Jesus, I, ooh, I just can't say nothing about the Lord. They, just, I, they might not want to go to lunch with me. Well, go to lunch by yourself. I don't need nobody to go to lunch with me. I go by myself. I, I call my wife. I call her Pastor Tim. Let's go get a bite. Hello, somebody. I purposely get in the break room and read my Bible. I purposely try to tick people off. I want somebody to say something. <laughs> say something. Just say something. Hello, somebody. We got to get bold like this. Listen, if I got a co-worker that can have a pink unicorn on his desk, you know what I did? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't even be talking about this. <laughs> well, since I'm out there, praise God. So what I did, you know what I did? I got, I got some daily breads. Y'all know what that is, right? Word of God. So I got a stack of daily breads up on my desk, the same level as that pink unicorn. Because I want our double dog dare manager to say something about it. Because the moment they say something about my daily bread, I'm saying, I'll move this as soon as they move that pink unicorn. That's the gay homosexual thing. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Because, matter of fact, we're taking the rainbow back. 
They can't have that. They can't have that. That's a sign of the covenant. That has nothing to do with a lifestyle. Gay has nothing to do with a lifestyle. Gay has everything to do with an attitude that you have. It has nothing to do with sexual orientation. Gay is, it has nothing to do with sexual orientation. It's a life that's hot. It's an attitude. We're taking it back. We're taking the rainbow back. Matter of fact, I need somebody that can, that can paint a rainbow. I want a rainbow in this church. I want, because we're taking it back. It's a sign of the covenant. I ain't scared. Because you know what it'll do? Somebody see that rainbow, and they'll come here because they see the rainbow, and they get delivered. We're taking it back. Somebody say we're taking it back. I ain't playing about it. We're taking it back. All right, all right. I need everybody to just put your hand on your heart, bow your head, close your eyes, and say, Lord, deliver me from a mute spirit. I want you to be bold about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me, let me tell you something how significant this is. It, it would be like, it, okay, it would be like this. I'm, I'm married. I'm, 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 I'm happily married. And it would be like I get around a group of people, and when I get around a group of people, I act like I'm single. Uh, y'all see, you see the metaphor? I act like I'm single when I'm around certain people because my talk is different. My, the way I do things and look is, come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Every man in here know what I'm talking about because all of y'all are hunters. <laughs> come on now. Don't, don't get holy on me now, brothers. Yeah, God called us to hunt. <laughs> we know how to hunt. <laughs> Praise God. He, he gave every man uh, the power to hunt. That's why when we used to go to the clubs, we used to sit back on the wall on the prowl like a lion. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, listen, listen. You see how holy they just got James? You saw that? You saw that? They got real holy on me. Then. Pastor, I just don't know what you're talking about. I have never done that before. I pursued my wife. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's in our nature to hunt. Fellas, it's in our nature to hunt. God put it there. Can I straighten something up? God created us to be wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff we got to keep at the house. <laughs> yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. He <laughs> I love this church. But he created men to be wild. He created us to be hunters. And then we get saved and we get punked out. When we're supposed to be the men worshiping God, we're supposed to be the loudest group of people in the church. We're supposed to be the first one to worship, the first one to pray, the first ones to praise God. This church should always have men of God who understand who they are in God and their wow for God. Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. The one thing that I know for sure I can tell you, a woman will tell you, it ain't nothing like a man who knows how to worship. Amen. 
It ain't not, That's the most attractive thing that you ever want to see is a brother who understands who he is in God. And he don't care who's watching him. He don't care who see the tears rolling down his face because this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with my relationship with God. And if I can get connected with God, God will let me get connected with my woman because the Bible says he loved the church. He said, husbands, love your wives as. Christ loves the church as means to the same degree. It means as Christ loved the church, you should love her. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you won't understand how to love her. I don't even know how that turned in, but it did. Because maybe God wants to do a new thing in your marriage. And because you're stuck in selfishness, you won't even let God bless your marriage. See, unconditional love means I love you in spite of you. See, the, the part of the woman you should fall in love with anyway is her spirit because the spirit never changes. Her body, everything out here is going to change, male and female. Everything that was up here going to be down there one day. Male and. <laughs> I better get back to this word because I'm going to get in trouble. Right? So you fall in love with a part of a person that doesn't change. That's her spirit. That's his spirit. Amen? Hello. See, I'm trying to teach you some spiritual stuff here. The reason divorce rate in the church now is equal to the divorce rate in the world is because nobody took the time to tell you what the marriage is supposed to be like in the church. Because your measuring stick is the world. That can't be the world. The world is not your measuring stick. Your measuring stick is Genesis. See, and it's not even after the fall. It's before the fall. See, you got to see what was the relationship like before sin entered. That's the relationship that God wants with you. That's the relationship he wants with you, the spouse that you have. Why? That's why he said you should not even have sex unless you get married. Now, I did it wrong. We did it wrong. But let me tell you something. The reason he said that is he wanted you to experience each other for the very first time in that way. It is a sign of the covenant because when, when a virgin has sex, the hymen, that hymen is broken. And when the hymen is broken, blood is released because you just entered into a blood covenant. I, I know I'm, I'm talking some deep stuff now. If they're going to talk about this stuff in school, you might as well hear the truth in church. That's why young women, they need to say sacred. No, brother, no, get your hands off my knee. You can't touch me that way. Oh, no, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Listen, listen, you want to date me? You, let me take you to my daddy. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to my daddy. What what, what say? Oh, that's what she said. She knows because I don't play. I ain't lying. I don't play. I, see, see, it's my job to help her preserve her purity. I'll choke out a joker. But, see, what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about up here? See, real men, they're talking about it. don't mess with my daughters. Listen, I'm like that about your babies in here. Most of you, if you've ever gone to lunch with us, if the girls go to the bathroom, they know I get up. And you know where I'm going? I'm going to the restroom, and I'm watching. I double-dog dare somebody to try to take that little transvestite self up in there with our babies. I'm walking right in there behind them. And when he comes out, they're going to be saved. Mm-mm. 
It's, it's amazing. We got to have a debate about where we pee. What kind of madness is this? Hello, somebody. And I hope you're on the right track. Because if it's your daughter up in there, then you might change your tune. Oh, no, this, this goal, this supersedes just what's going on in Charlotte. This is what the world wants to do to the church, wants to give us a mute spirit and want us to shut up and not say anything about it. They want to pass laws and policies that are against the moral standard of God, and they don't want us to say anything about it. No, my brother, no, my sister, I am going to stand up, speak out against it every opportunity I get. If you keep silent, God will just step right over you and pick somebody else to do it when you wouldn't do it. Amen, somebody. All right, I don't know why I keep getting off. Y'all keep asking all those questions. In Acts chapter 2, there were four supernatural signs. There were four supernatural signs that affected four areas of the natural senses. Y'all want to go back there and see it? No, I have it right there to help you out. Sound, sight, touch, and speech. They heard the mighty wind. They saw cloven tongues of fire. They were all filled. That's touch. That's touch. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they all spoke speech with the new tongues. Four supernatural signs that affected four areas of the natural senses. And the phenomenon that I want to talk about today is the sound. There is a unique sound that should be coming from the body of Christ. What, um, I had, uh, by the way, I had to push my book back a little bit because we ran into some editing issues. Uh, it was going to come out this month, but uh, I pushed it back to January because I'd rather put out something good than put out something fast. So, so it'll be out in January. One, one of the things that, that, that I get into in my book is God is in, is in the process of separating the false church from the real church. There, there is going to be a distinctive sound that's going to come from a false church. And there's a distinctive sound that comes from the real church. See, the false church is going to be complicit to what the culture wants. So the false church is going to have a sweet little watered-down message that will motivate you, but it won't change you. The genuine church is going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. It might not be as motivational but it's going to be life-changing. Amen. Now, listen, this distinctive sound is going to be more prevalent as we move into the next move of God. I I know it sounds crazy. I know. Sometimes when God shows me stuff, and I say, God, I don't even want to talk about that right now because I don't even know if they're ready for it. But I'm telling you, this is already taking place. Underpinnings that God is doing, he wants a distinctive sound to come from you. That sound can't be full of unbelief, faithless words, just going through the motions, putting your trust in government, worrying about Donald Trump being the president. What you worried about that for? He's in, he's in. You know what? If you pray for his demise, you're praying for the demise of America. I'm praying that he's a success. 
I'm praying that I will have more money in my check. Because if his tax laws pass, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy because I get more money in my check. I'm sick of FICA. I don't know if y'all ever find out who that chick is. That chick is always taking all my money. Killing me. You don't even want to work overtime because that chick, she's in there, man. She's taking most of it. Amen. So listen, I'm excited because my destiny ain't tied up in the White House. It's tied up in his house. Amen. So listen, don't, don't get on these social media rants, especially when you're talking about stuff you don't have no, you don't, you don't even know what you're talking about. Don't, don't do it, saints of God. Don't even get involved in all that stuff. Don't get into those kinds of conversations when nobody's getting edified. Listen, if, if, if I'm not in a, in a conversation with somebody to bring edification, I'm cutting it off. I have, I have unfriended people because they want to get me involved in, in all this social media stuff. Look here, bro. Look, we're going to have an intellectual conversation. I'm cutting you off. I have the right to cut you off. Hello, somebody. You got a right. Cut any. I cut you. I mean, not like cut you literally, but <laughs> I, before I got saved, I would cut you to the white meat. I ain't lying. I was just. <laughs> Y'all need to pray for me a little bit more. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? If you, if you, you, you tell them, I'll tell them, look, if you want to get in a debate, we could get into a debate face to face. Because I would like for you to say those words to me in my face. See, a lot of people get bold on Facebook. Oh, they bold. They bold. Oh, boy, they'll tell you some stuff on Facebook. I said, no, say that to my face. Well, oh, Pastor John, I, uh, you know, I was just, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm talking about. You got friends. They just going off. And as soon as you get around a girl, you know, I was just playing around. You know how I am. Yeah, I know you crazy. You crazy for saying that kind of stuff publicly like that. So, so don't do it. Don't get involved in that kind of stuff if you're not being edified. Especially if you don't know all of the facts. If you want to know facts, come to Bible study on Wednesday night. I'll give you the facts. Might not like to hear them, but I'll give you facts about all this stuff that's going on. Because I'm deeply in it. I understand it. And I want the church to understand too. So you know what? When you got to understand it, then you know how to make decisions. Amen? Psalms 89, 15 says, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Psalm 95 and 1 says, oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully. The King James Version says, let us make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Somebody said that was a sound. See, God wants a sound to come from us. Psalm 34 and 3 says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name forever together forever. Amen. So God wants a distinctive sound to come from us. No matter our circumstances or situation that we're going through, he wants a sound from us to praise him in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the situation, in spite of your bank account, in spite of what's going on all around you, because you don't live your life on the inside, from the outside in. You live your life from the inside out because you have the Holy Spirit. And he said, if you're blessed on the inside, I can prosper you on the outside. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God says, I can prosper your soul so you'll know how to handle the check. That brother preaching some good stuff right there. 
If you don't know how to prosper on the inside, you won't know how to prosper on the outside. This is why people who win the lottery, they're broke in six years. They got the check, but they never changed their mentality. Amen? Come on, somebody. You hearing me here? So God says he wants a sound. So this is what we're going to do. I'm stopping right there because we're going to give a sound. We're going to give a sound. I don't know what kind of sound you're going to give because in 40, Psalms 47 and 1, it said, Clap your hands, O you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And what I want, I want you to get delivered from a victim's mentality. We can't, we can't walk as victors if we don't give a war cry. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.